0: Sports Station, 104.3, the band. Can we be there? Don, we are here. Oh, just think of the time. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. I love so strange. Hey. Said you now, I know. How you doing today, James Merrillat? I am doing great, Zach. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. We
1: well, I like to hear.
0: James uh, from DenverSports.com filling in uh, for Stoke today. James... Do you know what
1: today is? I do. It is a, uh, a, a, an historic day in the history of Denver sports. I know exactly where I was 365 days ago. Where were you? I was getting off C470 on Sheridan Parkway. Okay. In Broomfield, heading back to my house. I was a little angry because bad news had come that earlier that morning.
0: We can't we can't forget the arc of it. Uh, th- three hundred sixty five days ago today, we had waited three hundred sixty five days leading up to today last year. Yep, in the hopes that Aaron Rodgers was bailing on the Packers and joining the Broncos.
1: Yep. So I had uh, angrily typed out a uh, a George Payton rant. Oh. For the website. Oh. Ran down to get myself a Jersey Mike's. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got some tweets that are pretty good rants about it, too. And then uh, as I was getting off the highway, I can still remember where I was on the off-ramp. I heard you and Stoke come back from break, and uh, my mood instantly changed. Yeah, so we went to commercial break. We went yeah. to commercial break, and
0: Stokely said, we're not going to sugarcoat coat it for you, Broncos country. This is a bad day for the Denver Broncos. Yep. And it was. And then we went to commercial break, and then Adam Schefter fires a tweet, and we came back on the air and said this. We have breaking Broncos news right now. (laughs) This day is not going to finish the way that it started. Adam Schefter reporting that the Denver Broncos are acquiring Russell Wilson. Right here, right now, Russell Wilson is about to become a member of the Denver Broncos. This is not a drill. <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> March eighth, and, and, and maybe we'll play the whole thing uh, a little so bit good. later in it's the show. So good, um, James, you hear my voice
1: legitimately yeah. cracking? Yeah, it's it was exciting. It was big news. It was out of nowhere. Yes. And, you know, we had talked for, man, what, two years probably about different veteran quarterbacks they could go get. And, hey, if it's a significant upgrade, let's go that route. Otherwise, stay with Drew Locke. Yep. And who would be a significant upgrade? Matthew Stafford would have been. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers certainly would have been. Deshaun Watson before the legal issues. Like, that's how far back the conversation went. Yes, Which feels like an eternity ago. Yeah, yep. And we were having that round and round and going back and forth. And Russell Wilson was a name that had been in those conversations. But I kept saying, fine, I'd take him. But Seattle's not going to be dumb enough to trade him away. Right. Right. Well, they were or were they? I don't know. But, yeah, it uh, it, it was out of the blue. I think any day that news would have been huge. The fact that two hours ago or before that we got a gut punch. Yep. With Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay. Yep. The turnaround of that. It was incredible. The emotional swing of it. It was incredible. Just made it to where the, the excitement in your voice is, it's impossible not to hear. And listen, here we are a year later. And I think most people in Denver would say, ah, boy, the blooms off that rose and that was a bad deal and I'm not excited about it. I'm gonna spend the next three hours trying to convince everybody it was it was the right way to go and the Broncos are in the right place. Okay. They had one bad year, I get it, and it was terrible. It was historically bad. But they are still in a better place right now than they were when you guys went to commercial break before that
0: announcement. I do I don't know if that's true. I don't my my, my gut tells me that's not true and, okay. we'll, and we'll 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 discuss it. But going back to um the moment you know, when, like, that that excitement that you hear in my voice, first of all, like, you can't manufacture that. That is, the, I, I, and I, 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 I've explained this one other time um, within the last year, but Stoke and I have been doing the show now. We're into year seven. We've done six football seasons, but at that time, we had a half decade in the books, and it was quite literally the worst stretch of Broncos history ever. And you and I, I mean, over the years, how long have you worked here at the fan now? It'll be four years in about a month. Okay, wow. So, a, a really good stretch here yourself. And obviously, you've, you've been in this market forever. Um, every day coming in here, talk, like once in a while, like I'll get told because we'll be talking negatively about a bad product. Like, we can't, we're not going to blow, you know, uh, yeah. bubbles and all that. So, we're going to keep it real. And that equals. Sometimes being negative or you know getting down, and because our tone is going to be the reflection of the product. Yeah, if you're keeping it real, and there's others who can can well, we'll find another way to do it, and then whatever that there's there's room for everyone and different ways to do this job. Our's is just like unapologetically authentic, and we want to praise you. Like when, get, when when I wake up in the morning, given a choice to being like positive or negative, optimistic or pessimistic, like I'd rather be positive but it was so bad James and we've had these we've had these these moments where we thought it could get better we kind of convinced ourselves that it could like when Flacco yeah. was here like just be modest can you be the 16th best quarterback in the sport
1: the Drew Lock finished to his rookie the year the Drew
0: Lock finished to his rookie year finishing 4 and 1 and yep. a breaking uh the 24 point mark that had stood for a year guys the Broncos didn't score more than 24 points for a whole year and then Drew did it and it was like okay like but still it was nothing solidified. Like we we would paint a picture why it could be something. And with Russell, it was on the heels of five years of doing this job of coming in here every day talking about a bad product. It felt like definitively we were underwater and we came up and it was like, oh my God. It is Bronco exceptionalism. It was John Elway. And somehow you got Peyton Manning and somehow you ended up with Russell Wilson. There's this thing written in the Stars that's coded that the Broncos have a just a cheat code at the most important position in sports. and that that was the, that was the fervor. and I, I remember how I felt that day and it, and it just it's the ultimate case of letdown and it's and that's why we framed it as the most disappointing season in Broncos history. There's been less wins than the five and 12. In Broncos history, but never with the expectation, with the lack of follow through. And I know I'm going on here uh, leading up to the point and then kind of letting it age and how it's been. But um, a wild, wild year considering how it started.
1: man. Yeah, for sure. And and here's how I kind of look at it. I, I felt like as a Broncos fan, I was in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a raft by myself, just drifting. Yeah. And there were a couple of things, and I thought we saw a boat, or I thought we saw land, and nope, mm-hmm. it was a mirage. Mm-hmm. It was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you see land. Yeah. And there's it's palm trees, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, this is real. Right. And we got up onto the beach, and we thought everything was fine. And then you realize, oh, nope, you're Tom Hanks and Castaway, and you still got some work to do. It's good to be on the beach. It's better to be on land than out in that raft. But the job ain't done. Right. And I think that's the error that we probably all made was, oh, they got rust everything's good, and didn't look at the rest of it of, you know, you guys played the, the had the exercise last week where, hey, let's do the draft of the top 10 Broncos. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy once you no. get past about six. Yeah. So, I, I would say it doesn't, it's, it's not easy after you get past three. So that's an issue. Well, and the third pick is now a free agent, so it, now you can't get past two. <laughs> right. And, and we
0: included him in that exercise yeah. for the purpose of this moment that we'll talk about later So you could
1: get to 10. Yeah. Right. So I think that's part of it, of the roster. I think we all inflated that. To some extent, Pro Football Focus had him as the sixth-best roster in football with Drew Locke as their quarterback. Goodness. So we all said, well, with Russell Wilson, how good are they? Right. And then I think we all underestimated just how bad Nathaniel Hackett could be. I remember sitting in that chair, and Nate Jackson was sitting here, and we're talking about it, and this was like in July when Russ fatigue was starting to kind of hit it hit. And I was saying, hey, if if they're bad this year, there are going to be changes. He's like, no, they'll be patient. I'm like, no, no, there will be changes. I remember
0: that conversation.
1: And I said it would be, you know, they'll bring in like a veteran, somebody new to the staff. Never in my wildest dreams did I think Nathaniel Huckett would be so bad he'd get fired. So even as someone who was trying to be not pessimistic, but just like, hey, I've been here a long time. And people are restless in this town. And they're not going to put up with it. I still didn't think they'd get booed in their opener no one at thought, home. No one thought it could have
0: aged as poorly as it did. So, no,
1: not, not one person. But I, here's here's sort of my, to take the analogy full circle here. We're still better off being on land than we are out in that boat adrift in the middle of the sea. So now we got to figure it out, and we got to start, you know— you gotta make a machete out of you know the the, the ice skate that <laughs> washed up on the beach. Oh the ice <laughs> but we that gotta do up. something with it. But it's still better than being out in the out in the raft, which is where some people want to be in this town, and they're nuts. Uh, well, they're I, nuts.
0: I, I, I get again, you, you don't know the future. Well. None of no <laughs> none of us last year could have predicted what happened. No. And no. and 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 it, it turns into a conversation of what's more likely. Yeah, and 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 we'll have that conversation at the top of the hour. I, I don't okay. I don't think you're going to want to miss it at the top of the hour. Um, we're going to uh, celebrate the anniversary of Russell Wilson. I am celebrating to the Denver Broncos. Should have brought cupcakes. Yeah, you you should have you should have you should have brought something because you you're you're empty-handed right now. But but we're gonna have a fun show here today. James Mayer from DenverSports.com is filling in for Brandon Stokley. Uh, we're going to circle back to the Russell Wilson conversation at the top of the hour, but in the meantime. The avalanche went shark hunting last night, and it turns out they needed a bigger boat in a good way. That's next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan Presents Stokely and Zach. Were a fast machine last night getting out to a three to zero lead after 20 minutes in a game that um, I don't want to overstate it because it's a regular season game in March. But Sharks are bad team, bad team. Sharks are Sharks are uh, in the number one overall pick type of sweepstakes team,
1: bad team that played the night before in Winnipeg. Traveled, yes, and had to play at altitude. Had to play at altitude against a team that had lost three in a row and had been reamed by their coach in the media, right? Uh, on the radio, right? Uh, I'm sure in person. Yeah, yeah. You could you could see that one coming, no no
0: doubt. And I probably should have added up the factors that we're talking about right now and took out a, a secondary mortgage and put it on Correct. the avalanche. Correct. <laughs> I, I was
1: thinking the same thing last night of like. I said we said this with DMAC today, and I didn't do anything about it. Right, Why? Right,
0: right. Um, of course, they uh, get out to a three to zero lead after the first uh, period. It was um, it was Kale McCarr getting things started. It was McKinnon who is as hot as anyone in the NHL right now, from a you know production standpoint, from a singular person uh, um, approach. And then you got Miko scoring his forty second
1: goal of the year. That was the other factor going into last night, though. Is you have Nathan McKinnon coming off of a bad turnover that cost this team yep, a point. True. That's true. And you got Miko Rantanen coming off of hey making some dumb decisions and ended up in the penalty box. Yep. So two of your three best players and put them in wherever spot you want. Throw Cam McKarn in there, but all three guys. Yeah, scored. it just depends on the night, really. Right. So two of your three best players have. Kind of a chip on their shoulder, something to prove. Like it's just another factor. It's of, such a good point. We should have done two months more. <laughs> right? Why did we not
0: absolutely <laughs> yeah. hammer? I made mean, yeah. one bet last night. It was Oral Roberts uh, to win their uh, Summit League Conference Championship over North yeah. Dakota State. Keep your eye on that basketball team as you fill out your bracket this weekend. Yeah. Their projected five twelve matchup with Iowa State right now. That team is going to win a game or two in the NCAA tournament.
1: I had Oral Roberts in Gonzaga. Okay. Both those were over at halftime. I was going to
0: say they were legitimately over. James, I bet Oral Roberts minus 29 and a half points. Oh, and you cruise. Live. <laughs> and, and and ended up taking care of business, but that team, yeah, uh, they have one of the uh, great scores that we've seen in recent memory. And Max A. Smith, they have a seven foot five center. They got maturity everywhere. Keep that name. The in Golden mind. Eagles are legit, dude. They won a couple. They won a couple games a few years ago. Yeah, that kid didn't transfer. Their best player two years ago, he didn't transfer. Max A. Smith, he can give you thirty on any given night. They are they are well coached. Anyway. This is the AB segment, but keep the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles in mind this Sunday selection Sunday when you're filling out your bracket.
1: Well, and I also think it's a better it's a better year for Gonzaga because they seem to do better when they're a little under the radar. Yeah, right. They're not going to yeah. go in as the number one team in the country. Right. They weren't the number seat. one
0: seed in their conference they tournament. Weren't.
1: St. Mary's was. St. Mary's they, was. They rolled boat raced them. St. Mary's. Drew Timmy, man. He. I feel like he's been there since I was in my 30s. Yeah. Like it feels like he has played forever. He could come back next year. No. He has, he has is a COVID right? year. Yeah, that's, I was reading it. I'm like, how long's he been there? He's he's going to be Gonzaga's all-time leading scorer. I think he did it. I think he established that last oh, night. Oh, did he get there late last if, night? If he, okay. if he came back for a fifth year, which I don't know how that works, but it, that's what was explaining me as a COVID thing, he would make that record to the point where nobody could ever catch it. Right. I mean. And that's honestly where we're at right now with just
0: uh, uh, college basketball records in general because they gave everyone an extra COVID year. Yeah. Do you know that Pete Maravich's all-time record is about to fall? Really? Really? And, and no one knows it. It's the least talked about big story in sports that Pete Maravich's record from ever ago, playing at LSU, yeah, uh, yeah. At, I mean, at decades and decades and decades with no three-point line, it's about to fall, and the kid plays for Detroit Mercy, and it is the least talked about major huh. uh, all-time record that is literally on no one's radar. Anyway. Part, part of
1: me wants to put an asterisk next to that. Yes. No, part of no, me is it, like, yeah, but you also had to play during the COVID nonsense. So it's like, ah, but if you play an extra year, I mean, come on. And then and then when you add in red shirts, right, you know, and,
0: right. and a lot of these guys are, you know, red shirt out of the gate. So you're, you're in college for six years and there's some kids, you're a but, lawyer, <laughs> some <laughs> kids, uh, either that, or you just take eight, eight credits a semester, yeah. but and then, and then Got some, that. some kids, you know, do the red shirt. But then you can apply for a medical red shirt. Yeah. So there are some kids that are in college playing college sports for seven years during this small specific window in time, which it's is just crazy. insane. It's crazy. Um, okay, back to the abs. Uh They pound San Jose six to zero. Uh, Miko, talking about like under the radar type of seasons. Miko Rantanen and we, I know you know this, led the the Stanley Cup champions in scoring a year ago. He's got a chance, quickest of 40 goals ever. He's got a chance to be top 10 single-season all-time scorers in Avs history, even even including the Nordiques. Um, that's sort of, for me, flying underneath the radar. But um, they get a shutout, too. So it's kind of like a recalibration of yeah. a night uh, at Ball Arena.
1: Yeah, and it was it was sort of one of those things of it was the classic get-right game. And it was, if they don't get right tonight, then it's time to worry. And they had a little mini slump after the six-game winning streak they had the, the bad game against the Devils where they fell behind and yeah. 5-1, clawed back ugly. into it. It was 6-5. Yeah, and they yeah, gave up yeah. the empty netter. Yep. And then they went down to Dallas, gave up another touchdown, and then gave one away against Seattle, losing overtime. It's like, man, in those three games, you got one point. You should have had at least two. And you made the wrong kind of history,
0: giving up seven goals in back-to-back games yeah. for the first time since...
1: And it was a team last year that seemed like they kept having hockey tacos. Yeah, right, right, right. And, right, and it, right, it was going right. against them, which was bad. So last night was sort of that... Tipping point is a weird way to put it when you're playing a bad team. But had they lost or even struggled, you'd have been like, okay, this is heading down the wrong path. So go out and win, dominate. Your star players play great, right? It goes down the other side of the hill for me because it tells me, you know what, this team is good enough. Their stars are good enough. They can flip the switch when they need to flip the switch. And that's a very dangerous game to play in any sport, let alone professional sports. Sure. You gotta be pretty darn good to do it. You know who we saw do it most recently? The Golden State Warriors a year ago. Yeah, we we did it. They toyed with the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean what I don't remember what the exact stat was, you probably will, but it's like they played nine minutes together. it It was
0: the combination of Steph, Draymond, Clay and I think it was just those three, but it might have been Andrew Wiggins, who was an all-star a year ago. They played like nine total minutes in the regular yeah, season.
1: to the point where at the start of the series against the Nuggets, Steph was coming off the bench. Right. Good, and, good memory, yeah. And they rolled through that series, beat the Nuggets in five, you know, rolled to another championship. It's like, okay, that's – and look, that team's won multiple rings, so I don't want to say the abs are there yet. But that's where the abs are in terms of they're that good a team, and they've got that good of stars. They really do. When you've got those three guys, and let's stop with the conversation of is Val Chushkin, one of the best? No, he's not. Those are their three best players. It's it's McCar, it's McKinnon, it's Rantanen. But
0: dMac last year told me that Val Nachushkin was going to be a top five player in the entire NHL.
1: Exactly. And he told me he was one of their three best players, and we argued. And I was like, no, it's no, he's not. He's at top five in the NHL. Miko Rantan is. Like, oh, come my. on. D-Mac. Well, he also. Wow, I think
0: Michael Porter Jr. is going <laughs> to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> now, yes, since, since the All-Star game, Michael Porter Jr. has played like an All-Star. He's been great. He's been really, really he, good. He's actually been really good. And we talked about this on the podcast yesterday, um, available at denversports.com, where you ever get your podcast. Mile High, who was presented by Superbook Sports. Six straight weeks, he's been great. Outside of one stinker, really two stinkers, one in January, one in February, which is going to happen. Uh, young, he's still a young player. Um, he's been great. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, and, it's, and he's a guy that is playing better at both ends of the floor. He's taking the ball to basket. When he goes to the rim and doesn't just sit out there and fall in love with this jump shot, good luck guarding him. Yeah, in the last six weeks he's been doing it because guys have to close out with such veracity, yep. and you just
0: show them the basketball a little bit. They're off their feet. Yep. But he, he, was, he was coming back from an injury. That's what we have to remember. And now you're seeing him, like, Dive down the lane and dunk and finish in transition and ones really encouraging.
1: And this is going to sound crazy for a guy who got as big a contract as he did, but he played what two and a half games in college. Uh, Yeah, I think it was three total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed multiple seasons, basically two full seasons in the NBA. Correct. Three back surgeries before the age of twenty-five. In high school basketball, when you're that good of a player, sorry, you're probably not learning how to play good fundamental team basketball. You just aren't. Yeah. It's you got a coach who just wants to keep you happy and you can go out and get 40 whenever you want to. He's actually still learning how to play the game properly. He, he, he is. And I, James, I think you're spot on, man. And, and this past week was
0: a good example. Um, just a couple nights ago when they beat um, who they just beat. Um, they beat Memphis and Toronto. Yeah. 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 Toronto specifically. But you can extrapolate over the last six weeks. You are seeing someone be so dedicated to playing his role even on nights he gets hot like Toronto not once did i see him go into business for himself now he made a t- took a tough shot which he made but coming out of the offense almost like disrupting the offense to go into business for yourself which happens in the nba especially you get a little bit warm you kind of have a license to do so yeah, heat check. He's, he's he's staying within himself and it's just from a maturity standpoint, it's so wildly encouraging.
1: Yeah, you know, this is going to sound like I'm picking on someone, and maybe I am, but I think that's where the addition by subtraction happened with Will Barton. Because Will Barton was that kind of guy, oh yeah. oh yeah, and it was contagious. Yeah, Because it turns into, well, if you're going to do that, then when I get the ball, I ain't giving it up. I'm going to do that. Correct. But if you think, hey, if I give it up to the open guy, when I'm open, it's coming back to me. It's amazing how that that can be contagious too. So, you know, I I have my issues. Not issues. I don't think KCP is as good a defensive player as people think. Bruce Bowen, I think, has been – they've both been great additions. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown Brown has been a a good addition. He struggled the other night, but he's been a good addition. Huge improvements over uh, Will Barton. Massive. And not just in terms of numbers and stuff like that. It's also just the mindset of that team. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's been a huge change. Uh, really good stuff. We'll circle
0: back to the uh, Nuggets a little bit later because they play tonight against the Chicago Bulls at home. So we'll, we'll uh, dish on what we expect uh, on that front. The NFL franchise tag deadline came and went. So what was yesterday for the Broncos? Good day or bad day? That's next. That's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station 1043 the
1: Fan. So so
0: to gonna so The NFL franchise tag deadline came and went. So what exactly was yesterday for the Broncos? Was it a a good day? Was it a bad day? Or is it something undefined? We have James Merrile from DenverSports.com filling in for Brandon Stokely today.
1: How would you frame it? I'm leaning toward it was a bad day. Now, they can change that by going out and doing something in free agency that makes me go, oh, that's why they didn't want to spend the money on Draymond. They were going to go get A, B, or C. Right? Like then, okay, I I guess I could buy into that. I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, Draymond Jones is a guy that's going to get, he may get $20 million a year on the open market. He might. He, he has a chance. I don't think he will, but it wouldn't be that insane if he did. And so if there's going to be that kind of a bidding war for that guy, he was in your building, mm-hmm. you had a chance to sign him the day you traded Bradley Chubb. You could have got him inked and done and... You know, I've heard heard Stoke talk about it of like, yeah, when you've got games to still be played, you'll take a hometown discount because you don't want to take the risk. Right, of course. And they had half a season to play at that point. They had nine games remaining. They could have got the deal done. They didn't. uh, They didn't. He got a little disgruntled. Yeah, do you you think, because it's one of two things happened. They went
0: to him and his team with an offer that they really didn't like, or they didn't go to his team with an offer.
1: I would guess A. Me too. I don't think they're down on him enough to not offer him anything. Yeah. I mean, if they are, then they, they should all be fired, right? Like, if you don't make him an offer, if right. you don't want to keep him on your team, like, well, why? The, I, well, I think the thought was at the time,
0: and it, and it was, I think, a fair thought, uh, even if we disagree with it, but it was, hey, things have gone so bad with these signings from George Payton in just the last off season that your Tim Patrick and your Cortland Sutton deal have both aged really poorly. Obviously, Tim's not in control of his because his is an injury, but from the time that the ink dried with Sutton's deal, it's been just awful. We talked about that yesterday, Uh, and hopefully Cortland Sutton bounces back and reframes that conversation. Randy Gregory aged awful. Melvin Gordon aged awful, and the biggest one, and no, the two biggest ones, Nathaniel Hackett, ended up being the fifth quickest fire in NFL history, and Russell Wilson, you know, was trying to, match Andy Dalton's touchdown total. Yeah, no. I, so it was like, hey, free. Th- put a freeze on everything, like from Greg Penner's standpoint.
1: But then you ought to go get a new GM, right? If you're afraid to make a move because of the moves the guy has made, yeah. he's the wrong guy for the job. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's the case for me, although there's more evidence on that side of the ledger than the, oh, he's doing a great job side of the ledger, which – some people in this town still like to proclaim, and I don't get it. There's nothing to get. No, we have exhausted that conversation. If you
0: go through the exercise, it is so far one sided. Yeah, and, and and the defense. Hey, he's still respected
1: around the league. Like who cares? Okay, uh, like aren't you worried about what's happening here in Denver first it's, and foremost? It's Niners Broncos Super Bowl twenty four lopsided. That's what it is. It's the fifty five to ten game. So, uh, but if, if that's the case, if you're so paralyzed by previous mistakes. That you're afraid to go sign a guy and you let him hit the open market. You don't tag him, right? Like, they could have done the non-exclusive tag on him. And, yeah, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money for this year. But you buy a year. And if somebody wants to give him an offer that you don't want to match, fine. You get you get something back. If you lose players like Draymond Jones for nothing in return, at least they got something for Von Miller. Nick Benito, Luke Wattenberg, and whoever they get with one of those third-round picks this year, at least they got something for Bradley Chubb, Sean Payton. Okay, I I still don't think those are great moves because you let, potentially now, three premium, I'm not going to say great, but I think they're premium front seven guys. That if you've got, And, and Vaughn, Chubb, and... Draymond. Okay. That if you've got them on your roster, they're not in pencil. They're starters. They're sure. They're in pen. Sure. You got them down there, and if you lose them at any point in the season, it's like, oh, crap, what are we doing? Do they have another guy on the front seven other than maybe DJ Jones now where you look at it and say, oh, crap, if he goes down, what do we do? No,
0: I, he'd be the start of that conversation. I mean, I think there's maybe a, another candidate or two, but not, not to the level of DJ Jones.
1: So that's why I think I'm leaning toward, unless they go do something that makes me connect dots, yeah. leaning toward it was a bad day. Yeah. But how about you? Are you going to talk me
0: off that ledge? No, um, I'm not. Uh, it, it's an incomplete picture right now, so it's really hard to like definitively say because we just don't know what's next. And what could that be? Could that be trading for? I'm just going to throw it out there. I saw this in a e, uh, ESPN, CBS article. Could they trade for Cam Jordan? You know, and could that be like, wow, that's that's definitively an upgrade from from Draymond Jones. Um, actually, you know what? I, I don't even know about that because he's 33 years old. And right. Are you betting more on the past uh, as opposed to Draymond betting more on the future? Draymond's what? what 26, yeah, he's 27. 26. Unfortunately for Draymond, like. Let's not act like he, he's just um, total happenstance that he's in this position. Like, Draymond Jones has been a good football player for the Broncos. He has not been a great player. He has not been, he's
1: not been a special player. At times, he's been very good. Yeah, at times, he's been very good. Yep, first half of last year, he was very good. He was very good. And so, had they inked him to a huge deal at that point, we all would probably have a little trepidation right now because we'd be saying, he wasn't the same guy once Bradley Chubb was gone. Yeah. We would be. But you also you don't get better letting good football players and sometimes very good football players walk out the door unless you replace them. So same, we, we just saw it with Vaughn. We just saw it with uh, with Bradley Chubb. I don't think Bradley Chubb's a great player, but every you and I were doing the show, and it was I heard two things, not from you, but from everybody telling me what an idiot I was because I didn't like the trade. It was well, they got to save the money for Draymond. Okay, well here we are. And then it was well they gotta get you know Jonathan Cooper and uh, Baron Browning and Nick Benito on the field like okay did those guys wow you in the last nine games no no I think Baron Browning has the best chance of being he really does good. he's he's got
0: he's got real potential
1: and I think you see times where he's got that lean around the edge that is I wouldn't say he's as good as Vaughn, but it's it's actually like think yeah, of Vaughn. yeah 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 and he, so he's got something you can't coach. It, 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 the other guys, I think, are good players, but to some extent, they're just guys. Uh, and Bar- don't forget, that's how Barron looked in his first year after switching positions. Yeah, so I, I, I love his potential. What I love his potential is the third guy behind... Von Miller and Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, somebody they go sign and Randy Gregory, and he's the guy that's the Shaq Barrett you're hoping kind of blossoms, Yeah, I would feel better about that. than Hey, he's your starter week one against whoever, and if you give up a touchdown on the opening drive, Vance Joseph is going to get booed. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's got a lot of potential, but, man, I'm not ready to make him my starter yet. So it, it long roundabout way of me saying I'm tired of the talent going one way out of town and not coming back the other way. And to me, yesterday feels like another exit, and I don't know who's coming. Yeah. I don't know who's replacing it. It, it
0: is. It is uh, and we'll have more clarity probably in the next two weeks because, James, just like that, the new league year starts one week from today. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what's behind door number two. Obviously, you don't want to see just on face value in a vacuum. You don't want to see Draymond leave. You, you don't. Um, do you want to pay him, you know, 17, 18, 19 million bucks a year? Uh, that's paying for a special player who, if I ask you real quick on first blush, what's your what's, what's Draymond Jones' best play or first play that comes as a Denver Bronco?
1: Nothing jumps to mind. No, nothing.
0: And, and, and I'm not saying he hasn't made them because we've seen the cut-ups and he, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. makes plays. Yeah. But it's,
1: I don't, I don't, don't want to act like it is Vaughn. Uh, so it's... But when you guys did your draft last week, mm-hmm. it was Sertan, who Just, was, was I, Justin Simmons. yeah. It was Draymond Jones. Yeah. He was the third best player on the roster per and Stoke. I don't think anybody would have him outside the top five. It's not a good day when that kind of player leaves. It's just not. Yeah. And then they may still get a deal done, and it's like, oh, we got all worried for not. Yeah, Melby, they could. Maybe he they could. turns into Shelby Harris, and, the, and the, the market isn't there, and they save some money. Maybe. But right now, sitting here, I'm not betting on that. Somebody's going to give him a big contract, and it's like, okay. Well, you just lost your third, fourth, fifth best player, however you want to rank him. How are you going to replace him?
0: It's a good question, and that's on the, the onus is on the Broncos to answer that question here in the next couple of weeks. Month of March should be very busy, um, or we think. We'll talk about that further yeah, with Troy. Be. Uh, and, and if it's not, and if it's not, what could that mean? We'll get to that here uh, in just a little bit later in today's show as well. James, there's a couple juicy rumors that came out of the NFL Combine relating to the Broncos. And with one of them that we haven't talked about yet, I just don't know what to make of it. And we'll try to make some sense of it coming up next. Yes. It's so crazy right now. Most of credit. and Zach on Denver Sports Station. 1043, The Bank. A couple juicy rumors coming out of the NFL Combine in Indianapolis this past week, relating directly to the Denver Broncos, and we talked about uh, two of them yesterday. One of them, there was another report that the Broncos are shopping Cortland Sutton. I didn't ask you yesterday, and you certainly didn't ask me.
1: Wait. I already asked you a follow-up question today once. Oh, oh well, I did. We're off to a good start. Yeah. Um, I, it was the last
0: segment. <laughs> was yesterday a good day or a bad day? What do you think? Yes, Talk me yes, off the yes. ledge. Um, by design. <laughs> we, so we talked about the, the, the Sutton rumor yesterday. We also talked about the, the rumor that, um, and I don't even know if it's much as a rumor as just a natural fact, and I guess... We, we disagreed on it a little bit that Russell Wilson's basically on a one-year audition with Sean Payton. There was also some other stuff that was kind of flimsy as you kind of detailed yesterday that like the report that, Hey, uh, Sean Payton doesn't like Russell Wilson. And you're like, wait a second. Hold on. That's a pretty strong yeah, statement. We, we,
1: what is this? We collectively were like Daniel Caffey with that and shot holes in that theory. Who, that thing was over. Who, who's Daniel Caffey? Tom Tom Cruise and A Few Good Men. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like that. One of I the like greatest that. movies ever. It, it, strong. It's aged very well. It's 30 years old. Oh, is that right?
0: Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Really good. I remember the party. Like, he said, he asked about uh, the guy's father. He's like, how's your father doing? He's like, he died like five years ago. And he's like, we're all on our way out. Act accordingly. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? What a rude statement. Jack Nichol- he's Nicholson so good. He's, he's so good. He's good.
1: detestable character, yes. but he plays it so well. So,
0: so good, so good. Um, but the third rumor that we never got to yesterday, this is from Matthew Barry of ESPN. He said, and this was in his piece, 23 Things I Heard uh, at the NFL Combine. He said, quote, the most fascinating nugget about Denver and possibly of the whole Combine was about Javante Williams' health. And I'm told there is a very, in all caps, wide range of possibilities regarding his return. There is a chance he is healthy to start the year. There is a chance he misses multiple games. And there is actually a chance he misses all of next year. I was told he is currently a lot more hurt than the team is letting on publicly and that the Broncos are secretly nervous. Don't be surprised if the Broncos wind up with Kareem Hunt when it's all said and done. Matthew Berry goes on, quote, Mike Boone is likely gone, but Latavius Murray is expected to be back and be in the, quote, Mark Ingram role for Sean Payton. Matthew Berry finishes with, but Hunt who is not expected to be back in Cleveland, is said to be a target for Denver. If Hunt winds up in Denver, my source said, you'll know Javante Williams' injury is a lot worse than they are letting on, end quote. James and James Merrillat from DenverSports.com filling in for Brandon Stokely today. There is a lot here. Where do you want to start?
1: Well, I agree with the end of it. If, Kareem, if they sign Kareem Hunt, who now is probably, with Saquon getting franchise tagged, he's probably the top free agent running back. I think if they sign him, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, any of those three, those are pretty big-name guys. You're bringing them in to be, yep, they're the every-down back for a while. Yep. Then I think that's a sign that Javante might miss significant time, if not the whole year. I think if it's Latavius Murray and a guy they take in the third round with one of those two picks, it's how do we bridge it till Javante's back. So I, I do think that will be a tell. Uh, I, I I think that if you bring in one of those, you don't spend the, that kind of money on a running back unless you have no other options. And it's like, oh, crap, Javante ain't playing. That's just my sense of it. I all, But the first part of that I find comical. He may be ready for the start of the year. He may be ready middle of the year. He may miss the whole year. Well, way to cover your bases, Matthew. <laughs> the only thing he didn't include is he may never play again. Yeah. That's it. Like, okay, well, that's every possible outcome. And you can say you were right no matter what happens. That part of it is a little flimsy. The only thing that I think gives it any teeth is the Kareem Hunt thing. Yeah. If that ends up happening, then, yes, Javante put him in Category 2, maybe even Category 3, could miss the whole year. Because Kareem Hunt is not a one-year discount type of deal, that's gonna be multiple years at a pretty high price, I would think.
0: So so and I'm glad you just finished with that because uh SpotRack, who does a good job with their projected market value, yeah. they try to get close. They're usually close. Uh for Kareem Hunt specifically, it's a two year fourteen million dollar deal. Annual average salary of seven million. And this is this would be very much if you remember whose deal was like that.
1: It was two years
0: sixteen million for Melvin Gordon. Bingo. I mean, as close as this is, you're yeah. going to get. If they go out and do this, my antennas are going to be all the way up with what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, it's no different than when John Elway went out and signed Melvin Gordon. It wasn't a, a antennas going up about injuries, but it was a... They don't believe Philip Lindsay's the, the guy that's going to do this year after year after year. Right, and, and we have to remember just how serious Javante
0: Williams' injury was. Yeah. It wasn't just the ACL. His knee exploded, so... My question is, my question, we just heard from George Payton like two weeks ago who said that he's jogging and he's got a chance to be ready for week one. Was there some sort of setback? You know, my instinct would say no because no. you wouldn't be putting yourself in a position to have a setback at this time of year. You're not like, you yeah. know, throttling down in, yeah. in March. But at the same time, I also don't want to just dismiss this idea like someone totally made it up out of thin air for what reason, and Matthew Berry doesn't have enough acumen and just runs with it? I mean, I guess that's possible, but
1: I'm just, I'm, I'm cautious about it. Well, but it's just, it, they're not real difficult dots for someone to connect on their own and then tell Matthew Berry like it's fact, right? I mean, he tore his ACL, MCL, and PCL? Is that yeah. the third one? Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's probably not going to be easy to come back from. That's, um, that's one of those where it's like, you know, not that an ACL is a is a in simple injury, but nowadays, I mean, K.J. Hamler was back playing nine months later. Mm-hmm. He was on the field for at least some mini camps and training camp. Didn't go every day, but he was out there. We've been talking, does he have a sleeve on yep. or, or what? Yep. So an ACL, you would fully expect him to be back the start of the year. The fact that it's three, yeah, you, I think it's fair to, to say, hey, there's some worry about whether or not he'll come back. Plus, the thing that makes him different and makes him effective is he's a power back. It's getting yards after contact. There's no way to practice that nope. and to test that until nope. you're in a real game. Right, right. The way they practice nowadays, which I don't have an issue with, but you're not going to see that. They never try to tackle the running back. So, I, yeah, I think there's reasons to have worry. I don't think that means George Payton told Matthew Barry that he has worries. No. Um, but uh, Kareem Hunt at two years, $14 million, I'm going to go in the sign-me-up camp. Really? I, I don't see a huge risk in that. I really don't. Oh, man. See, I just... I I have a... It's not about
0: Kareem Hunt. I just have a philosophical um, disconnect with paying the running back position. You have already made a massive investment. Moving up in the second round to the top of the second round, he's like five picks you know, after the first round. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's essentially a late first
0: rounder. He's in the 30s. Yeah, it's it's as big of an investment, I think, as you should make in the running back position. You just paid a running back to pair with him and went disastrously. I just... Again, Kareem Hunt is a is a good player, not a great player. Really good rookie season. That was that's the best of it so far. Um to, to sign a running back up for 7 million bucks a year, doubling down on the investment, draft one or try to get more of a bargain in free agency would be my approach.
1: Well, I just you know, I think do you want to have an elite running back or not? Kareem Hunt and we're just talking about on the football field cuz he does have the off-field issues. That's why he's no longer in Kansas City. Correct. When he was in Kansas City, he, for a he, time, he was an elite running back. He walked in the league and was the league's leading rusher, yeah. as say, rookie. So that's a guy who had greatness in him. Now, he's gone to Cleveland, and he's had to share time. And this year, it wasn't even really sharing time. It was he played sparingly because he's behind Nick Chubb, who you could make the argument is the best back in the league. Yeah. He's certainly a top five back. So do I? Th- if you could get the Kareem Hunt that was in Kansas City, just again, just on the football field, for two years, $14 million, I think that... This is an offense that is devoid of weapons. That would be a huge weapon for Sean Payton and for Russell Wilson. Sign me up. Sign me up for that because it's not a long commitment. You're, you're, heck, you could cut him after this year and if Javante's healthy and you move on and eat a little dead cap. Uh, we disagree on that one. We'll uh, keep plowing forward here. Superbook
0: Sports. Guys, we're going to be filling out brackets. Selection Sunday's. Couple days away here. I know. Like we got the conference tournaments uh, in the ACC on our our big screen here uh, in our in our fan studios. Um, The Superbook Sports presents the Denver Sports Five K Bracket Challenge. The winner of each round is going to get a ticket. All right, to not one concert, not two concert. But every concert at Cheyenne Frontier Days, the grand prize winner, James, are going to take home five thousand dollars.
1: The winner of every round
0: gets a ticket to each concert. The winner of each round receives tickets to every concert at Cheyenne Frontier Wait, Days.
1: Which I haven't seen the lineup. I don't think it's out yet, but there's a handful of concerts, and they're always pretty big names. Yep. So depending on how entrepreneurial you are,
0: that's a that's a really good prize. A really good <laughs> prize. And then if you win it all, you're going to win five grand. It's powered by Xfinity, 10G, Phil Longford, and Twin Peaks. You could register now. It doesn't cost anything, so there's literally no downside. Get your friends or your office pool signed up, too. Sign up at denversports.com slash bracket. All right here, as we continue to move forward, one year ago today, we thought March 8th would be one of the most historic days in Broncos history. What happened since then? And can it still go down to be what we thought it was a year ago? Tackle it next.